passion for excellence, compassion for people. It's in this spirit that we are proud to present Aspirus Health Talk with your host, Melanie Cole. Dry needling is a technique used by physical therapists to treat myofascial pain. Here to tell us more about dry needling is my guest today, Dr. Matt Ironside. He's a doctor of physical therapy and a certified myofascial trigger point therapist at Aspirus Riverview Therapies. Welcome to the show, Dr. Ironside. So tell us, what is dry needling? Well, dry needling is a technique that is is used to treat myofascial trigger points. Uh, so to start with, we probably need to define what a myofascial trigger point actually is. And so a trigger point is a hypercontracted group of muscle fibers um, within an individual muscle. Um, so muscles are made out of many, many, many muscle fibers. So if we take that down to the fiber level, they've contracted and they've got stuck. Now, the reason that they're stuck is that they're, they're running out of oxygen. Um, as they contract, they burn through oxygen stores, and the lack of oxygen uh, limits their ability to contract or relax further. Um, and as they do that, there's a chemical process that goes on that winds up making that local uh, trigger point more acidic, and that acidic environment brings in chemicals that cause pain. And then the dry needling is a technique that, that's used to go into that muscle and that trigger point, the tight band, um, and loosen that up. Um, so it uses an acupuncture needle, and it is invasive, and it penetrates into the muscle and causes what's called a twitch response as it, as it probes that muscle where the muscle contracts. And that allows that muscle to reset and start to contract and relax better uh, with the rest of the muscle fibers. So you mentioned acupuncture. Are they similar? Uh, it uses an acupuncture needle, um, but the theories are very different and the practices are very different um, uh, in terms of the education and the background with it. Acupuncture, and I'm not an acupuncturist, so it's difficult for me to directly speak to um, a specific technique of acupuncture, um, but it's going to go into the, the tissues and use what's called a needle effect to achieve some algesia and they would often insert these needles into what are called chi points, um, which is an Eastern medicine term for a specific point on the body. Uh, in dry needling, we're looking at trigger points and trying to place that needle directly into the trigger point. So that trigger point is palpable uh, at the surface. Uh, I can get a hold of it. I can feel it. It's going to be different on one patient to the next to the next as to where that location of that trigger point is and that needle penetrates um, that trigger point specifically to that patient. Uh, so that's where the difference is greatest between dry needling and acupuncture. Now, there certainly are overlap and similarities um, to some different forms of dry needling to acupuncture and some forms of acupuncture to dry needling, um, but they are, they are different techniques. So what type of problems can be treated with dry needling? A wide, wide variety of of problems can be treated with dry needling, but it has to come back to the fact that the dysfunction or the pain uh, is being caused by by an actual trigger point or it's from within the muscle. But, for instance, uh, I will use dry needling to help patients with headaches, with low back pain, with sciatica, um, foot pains, shoulder pains, Again, it can really be any joint that has a muscle surrounding it, so long as it's the trigger point that's causing uh, the pain itself. 
from these trigger points, you can get local and referred pain. So a lot of times we can treat um, some some poorly defined pains or pains that haven't responded to, to other more traditional treatments. Um, we can go back to the drawing board and say, what else could be causing this arm pain? It's not a cervical radiculopathy. It's not a nerve root that's entrapped up in the neck, for instance. Um, let's look at the shoulder and see if some of these shoulder muscles are contributing to a referred pain down the arm that mimics a, a C6 radiculopathy, um, which may not have responded to unloading the cervical spine and more traditional treatments to the cervical spine. So, Dr. Ironside, is the procedure painful? What will people feel? It's difficult to describe to to an individual what they'll feel. Um, to me, it feels a little bit of an electrical sense when we get that local twitch response or we get the muscle to, to twitch. It's not what I would describe as comfortable. It's nothing I wake up and say I want to have done to me right now for that sensation. But it's definitely tolerable for the relief that you'll, you, you can get from it. So it's, it's uncomfortable, but it's tolerable. Are the dry needles sterile? They are sterile, yes. They're single-use needles, um, and, and certainly they're disposable needles and, and sterile, although the procedure is not what you would define as a sterile procedure. It's not in a surgical OR suite. It can be done right in the clinic here. And how long does it take for a patient to see results? Will they feel a difference, or do they have to keep coming back? A typical treatment, I will give um, patients about four visits to, to say we're making some difference with this technique. Um, and a visit can be anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes, uh, not solely doing dry needling. So that's not the only technique that we're going to do within a session, but we'll include it into that session. Um, and then combine it along with some exercise, some home program or some home exercise program, some other manual te- techniques such as um, manipulation or some soft tissue massage. Um, and then that whole treatment group together, I would expect my patients to be able to say, yeah, there's there's a change within these first three or four visits. Or, you know what, that's not, that's not changing my pain at all. This is very similar to everything I've been feeling. And then it's time to go back to that drawing board again and say, what's our next step? How else can we affect this pain? Now, that being said, there, with my headache patients, some of my headache patients can come in uh, with a headache and walk out without one or a hip pain. They'll come in with the, their, their hip is hurting and walk out. More of a light switch type of an effect. It happens, but it's not what we're looking for because it's a pretty high expectation. And is there certain training that goes on with learning how to do dry needling? Do many doctors do it? Is this relatively new? It is relatively new. There's there's definitely some additional training that goes on with it. It's a, a portion of continuing education, so it's not an entry-level skill. Once you graduate with your doctor of physical therapy, you'll take your uh, uh, your board's examination and, and start to practice, and then there's continuing education to, to maintain your licensure, and it's uh, an area that a lot of therapists are starting to go into um, to be able to better address the muscle pains um, that are in the patients that we see. The training that I went through was a, a series of five long weekend courses, so extended weekends, about four days for four of them, and then the fifth was a whole week of, of practicum and certification testing. Um, so there was some, some significant additional education involved with it, yeah.
So where does that fit into this whole rehabilitation program that you might give for somebody that has some musculoskeletal injuries or pain that's maybe even not clearly definable? When would you be using needling? We would be using it if it's if we can identify that trigger point as a, a primary pain generator or a contributor to their dysfunction or pain. Um, it will tend to be utilized early on within the therapy program and then transitioned away from more of the hands-on physical therapy where I'm directing a lot of the treatment, I'm applying a lot of the treatment to the patient, and we'll transition that more to exercise-based and, and self-trigger point release techniques uh, so that the patient doesn't feel like they need to continue to come in to have it done. They have better control uh, of their own pains and symptoms. They can manage their uh, symptoms on their own outside of the clinic. They may need to occasionally come back in um, and have a little bit of uh, treatment applied to them or therapy, uh, some more of the manual techniques applied to them. If they, they tend to slide backwards as they get out further and further away from therapy. But usually the home exercise program should be able to maintain them as well as continue to improve things outside of the clinic. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Ironside, and what type of problems that people can look to and ask you about dry needling for? Give us a good wrap-up of it. The type of problems uh, that patients should be looking for in, in them often comes down to have I tried other options or more traditional therapies for it and it didn't work? Um, is it, does it feel like a, an aching, a cramping? Um, does it feel referred from one location to the next? Is it poorly localized? Those are often descriptions that I hear um, that, that I just can't really describe my pain. Or when I ask a patient, to, where is your pain? They start at one spot, but then you see their hand open up from a fingertip pointing to a single spot to it's here completely underneath my hand and it travels out here or it travels down there, it moves a little bit, it changes, it's worse when I contract this muscle. Those are really common things that I hear with um, with patients that are coming in that may be appropriate for this treatment, as well as the, I've tried other therapies. Um, my imaging is clear, it, and no one really seems to understand exactly where my pain is coming from. That can sometimes be an indicator, too, that we just haven't screened out the muscle tissue quite well enough. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's such an interesting topic. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Ironside. You're listening to Aspirus Health Talk. And for more information, you can go to aspirus.org. That's aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.